I'm Akash. And I'm Danny. And I've slept with 20,000 podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jim. And I can't possibly follow that up. Akash, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Hello. Yes. My name is Akash Thakar. I am a sound designer for video games based in Seattle. I've worked on a bunch of games like Destiny and Hyperlight Drifter. And some things to plug, I'm working on the sequel to Hyperlight Drifter, Hyperlight Breaker, right now. And you can also check out some good, good sound design tutorials up on my YouTube channel. If you literally just search Akash, A-K-A-S-H, and sound, or just my name, my first name, I'll pop up. There's not a lot of Akashas out there putting out content. I think I'm the most famous Akash. I'd like to think so. You're the most famous to me. Oh, yay. I, I just <laughs> want to thank you. Like I, it's, not that I don't mi- it's not that I mind when people don't have anything to plug. But that was a really solid plug. Oh, thanks. Like good, good stuff. Oh, good stuff. Well, I'm practiced at this. I'm a narcissist. Danny, now, now you're on the spot. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Uh, I'm Danny, and I haven't played any of Akasha's games. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Which one did you play? I don't remember. I mean, they all. <laughs> Me either. He, he does so many. <laughs> Hyperlight. I, I, Hyperlight waiter. I celebrate the entire catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I make music for video games right now. I'm working on some secret shit and Rift of the Necrodancer, which is a follow-up to Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is also a video game. Very cool. And I live in Canada now, and I have a cat, and she's pretty. Congrats. Tell us about this cat. She's right next to me. She's kind of an asshole. Never had a cat before, about two years ago. Never had a cat my whole life, and so I get to learn all the things that people have been saying about cats my whole life, but I was just ignoring because I didn't care. And now I do because that's how humans work is they don't care about things until they happen to them. <laughs> right, right. Of course. What have you learned? Uh, for, the, for the new cat owners out there, what's your, what's your advice? They're very soft, but they also have knives for fingers. Yeah. And that it just, it, every day I'm a little more just like, why did we do this? Why, uh-huh. why did we let this happen? Like, yeah, it's, it's really remarkable. Like they're basically liquid like if you, you try to pick up a dog you can pick up a dog with one hand like just pick it up by the rib cage and it'll, it'll all come with you yep you try to pick up a cat that way it'll just slip through it'll like flow out of your fingers like water and yet while it's flowing out of your fingers like water like all fo- all five pointy ends will uh try to hold on it's really giving you mixed signals yeah and the younger they are the sharper their claws are that's true Yep. And so when, I was a, when when Daisy was a kitten, uh, she just eviscerated my leg on a regular basis. Yep. I remember I had uh, I was taking care of kittens at one point, and I had just eat, eaten fried chicken, and I still had the, some grease on my fingers. And yep. one of the kittens was like, mm. "Oh, that's food." Oh no! <laughs> like, and took a like tr- ser- took a serious attempt at a bite mm. <laughs> because they just like they don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when this- you took. How pretty my cat is off the list, and then I made it the first topic we went into. <laughs> I hey, I prompted you. Genius. That was me. But I, I let me hear more about your fucking greasy fingers. <laughs> oh, that's they're so delicious. I keep them greasy all the time in case I ever need like a good smell. I can just waft them under my under my nose. I forget what organ you smell with for a second. <laughs> Akash, you want to take that one? You want to take uh, that one, Akash? I yeah, I've never been like I'm. It's really hard to make me squeamish or like disgusted in any way, but just the image of anyone being like, oh, I'm just going to dip my fingies into the chicken vat uh, <laughs> to keep them smelling good. It's just real terrifying to me. Wait till you find out where I keep the vat. Oh, Jesus. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Are we ready for to start at some topics? I'm ready. Uh, Danny, your topic is 100 kilohertz microphones. Uh, Akash told me about this like a month ago. <laughs> and so I brought it up because I thought it was interesting. It's kind of like what prompted our conversation when, and then like, I think you hit me up at the exact time and you're like, hey, can you think of anybody to be on the show? And I'm like, I'm talking to Akash right now. <laughs> I have him on. <laughs> About 100 kilohertz microphones. So that's going to be our first topic. Yes. Yeah. Serendipity. What is it? Providence. What? What's happening right now? Kismet. <laughs> Kismet. Kismet. Fate. Storm dancing. <laughs> So t- tell us, somebody tell us about 100 kilohertz yeah, microphones. I was like, should I or should I mean, Danny? I can weigh in on sample rates if you want. <laughs> Jim, I want to hear you talk about why they're cool without yeah. knowing why we think they're cool. Uh, okay. My guess for why they're cool is that you can uh, totally pitch shift uh, the recorded audio way down and it's still at full Nyquist quality. Gosh, dang it. He's right. Yeah. God, Damn it. Cut. <laughs> Damn it. He even brought up up Nyquist. He even brought up Nyquist. (laughs) What a nerd. I don't want to be your friend anymore. I name checked Mr. Nyquist. I don't even. Mr. Nyquist OBE, which I'm just assuming he's been knighted. I'm more of a Dayquist, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's. I mean, that's it. Next topic. I mean, Uh, (laughs) in particular, though, what Akash brought up was. Because we, we were talking about like sampling rates and shit and all that kind of stuff. And Akash brought up the 100 kilohertz microphones. And he brought an example of in God of War, the first game uh, remake on uh, you know PS4 like a few years ago. Spoiler, there's a big talking world snake. Uh, his name is Carlos T. Yep. Yep. Carlos T. Yep. <laughs> Carlos T. Just like in Norwegian lore. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I read about that in the Edda. <laughs> And he comes in and he says, yeah, dog. And it sounds really, but it's just like, uh, Akash was telling me that they used 100 kilohertz microphones and we were talking about new sounds, how there's like very few new sounds like synthesis, audio synthesis, you have your subtractive, your additive, your wavetable, just your FM. You're just, it feels like possibly we've found all the ways to make sound. Maybe we didn't, you know, maybe we'll find something new or whatever. But Akash put up the example of just like, well, one thing they're starting to do is you can record things in the natural domain at such a high frequency that you can slow it down. And then like, that is why I remember hearing that uh, the World Serpent sound and it sounded really cool in a way that I hadn't really heard before. Because like a lot of shows, like they'll have a bad guy and it's like, okay, you know, they're bad because their voice is pitched down for semitones. Yeah. And it just. I also a, just watched the Stargate a little, series. A little bit more sensitive than the, the just using a British accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I also just watched the Stargate series, and they do for the the Goa'uld. It's just like in 1997, the effect is terrible, and then they figure out how to do it, and then it's not as terrible in the end. But it's still like it sounds like everybody else's version of like pitched <clears> down. <throat> but like, yeah, that when you take 100 kilohertz and you you are like this frequency oscillation that is not audible to human ears is just being brought down into the audible range and it just it so it just it sounds otherworldly and it's i guess we got to go to a million kilohertz next or what's next yeah yep no 100 to a million what's up there i just want to hear photons uh oscillating can air even hold that frequency (laughs) that's an akash question (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep Uh, i as a scientist i can just say yeah totally 
<laughs> but yeah, those 100K microphones are a really good example of being able to create something totally new. Because usually when you pitch stuff down, it sounds like garbage. It sounds kind of warped and artifacty and low quality. Kind of like a MS-DOS game with the voice samplers from back then. But right. in this scenario, like with the World Serpent from God of War, it's clean, crisp, and shakes the world around you. So yeah, it's a, it's a good example of being able to make something never heard before. And I'm sure there'll be new things that, that those sorts of things can do. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, I, I, had, it hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about it in terms of like, are we running out of noises? <laughs> <laughs> I think about like, it all the time. I make music with electronic synthesizers and samplers and shit all I, yeah i think about it all the time yeah like i mean the last the last time i composed music i used an emulation of uh, a rack mount rompler from like 1991 hell yeah yep so like yes. my my personal uh concern about this is like i i, I use old sounds anyway <laughs> <laughs> like that's just how i how i do things um but yeah, some people are more, you know, forward looking. So I get it. I mean, listen. I just I just saw someone's cursor move down to the next row. Are we <laughs> are we ready? Uh, who are you, anonymous hamster? Out yourself. Oh, that was me. I was just <laughs> clicking around for funsies. Okay, that happens sometimes. <laughs> I was just doing a fun click. But we can also move to the next. I, you know, um. <laughs> I just what's next? Is it a million? Is it is it uh, a thousand kilohertz next? What's next? Next, what's next is a million. You go ninety nine, a hundred, a million. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Why didn't they do they do ninety six kilohertz? Listen, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Well, technically, you can <laughs> okay. record at three eighty four. Some things can. Well, there's a difference Ooh. between. I think what. The the microphones are they actually rated at 100 kilohertz or do they map to because like sampling rates are like based on some binary thing because it's like right. always you know it's or uh, I don't know a binary but it's always multiples of like mm -hmm. 48 24 48 96 or or yeah 44 one um I'm curious and like yeah like because there has to be a physical like I'm sure some of the engineering challenge is just making a diaphragm that can capture like that fine of a movement and mm -hmm. and so do you know are they are they actually 96 kilohertz or something or are they just like 100 kilohertz do you know no they are actually 100 kilohertz because if you can you can record higher than you know 192 which is yeah. double of 96 so you can actually record up to like 384 on some nicer interfaces so you can so you're a little covered in that regard you get you get a few more kilohertz yeah uh, but so yeah you're sampling it higher than the microphone has a result, but you're the resolution right. on these things is a mechanical resolution. That's like right. How, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's cool. Yeah. It, it translates that into digital signals, but yes, it is a, it is a analog mechanical sampling of a hundred thousand times a second. Yeah. And when you listen on title, it sounds fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's, what's, what's the deal with title? Last I heard, that was a like a thing people made jokes about. Is it a thing people are taking seriously now? No, no, I don't think any. I, I don't think anyone ever took it seriously, did they? Okay, all right, just making sure. I know, I know two people who use title, and when I'm like, "Oh, you should check out this song," they're like, "Oh, it's not on title." <laughs> and then I like years later, I realized like, "Oh, in their like 
other parts of their life they're not great people so it kind of you know <laughs> i was like oh the flag was it was there the sign was there so uh, you know you yeah names, and names or is this well <laughs> i'm sure i'll get some uh some people in front like i'm sure i'll get all the listeners of this emailing me like i i listen to title and i'm a good person but I just don't so we them. can have the conversation, we need to give them aliases. So, like, we'll, we can call one of them Dave and the other one Buster. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Dave and Buster turned out not to be great people, uh, and they listened to title. But then they went into business together. And then they went into business together and run a great arcade franchise. And that's the that's the rest of the story. Yeah. Albert Einstein. <laughs> Are we, are we ready for another topic? I'm ready. Sure. sure. Uh, your topic is there's an entire town in Alaska that's in, that's contained entirely in one building. Yes. And there's a link here that I'm going to click on <laughs> yeah. and put in the show notes as well. Fantastic. Yeah. There's a town in Alaska called Whittier, which is an entire town, I think of around 200-ish people, maybe a little more, that's contained entirely within one building, the police station, the hospital. The school, everything is within one building. Everyone lives there. All of the people are in there. So imagine living, if you're a teacher, living with your students. Or if you're a cop, you put this person in jail for a week and then it's like they're out and you just see them every day. Like you, that's yep. the town. And the only people who leave and come back are the ones who like go to get food to bring back for the grocery store that is also in the building. It's wild. I was thinking like this is like if if everybody lived in, in the shopping mall, but yeah, in in the shopping mall would hold way more people than that. Way more. I, f- I figure way it's more. more like Snowpiercer, but the wheels fell off. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you move uh, east to west, you get uh, increasing levels of uh, of privilege. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's probably just how how close you are or far from the bathroom usually. Depends right, on the yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the poor people have to piss off the end of the train, except that, like, since the train's not moving, it just, there's a big <laughs> puddle over there and it's very unpleasant. <laughs> uh, poop piercer. Poop, uh, poop piercer? Is, brilliant. All right. We got a show title. Perfect. <laughs> That's it. You did it. Swish. Imagine not being able to separate anything at all ever. Like, if you pissed off one of the people this- there, it's over for you. You can't, well, yeah, you can't ghost and, but, anyone. You can't. You can't like dodge anyone if they sent you a mean text. Like it's it's done. So people are meant to live in groups of like a hundred. Yes, because that's how we evolved. Yes, and so I think this might actually be like something that maps really well to a healthy human lifestyle in a way that like living in a city does not. Mm-hmm. That's true. What are dating apps like there though? I oh boy. Like, oh, I mean, you just, you literally have had a conversation with every single person, uh, <laughs> and so you don't need an app. I mean, Grinder just says how many floors away they are. Yeah, you, you probably have fucked every person. Yeah. For all I know, it is a sex cult entirely in that building. Oh, I just found out there are kids there. All right. Uh, t- oh, take, never mind. Taking, taking that back. Never mind. All those kids were born in the building and have never seen the sun. No, yep, they never yep, but, never seen the sun. All the windows are blocked. They probably have Twitter though, so they can see screenshots of the sun. Oh, thank God, Twitter. 
Yeah, Twitter's doing great. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, yeah. What a treat for those kids. <laughs> they get to see it die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kids have to learn about death somehow. Hey, you know what? There you go. There you go. Perfect. That got dark. I, I was going to say, like, I would, I would try. I, I would want to try living in a place like this, but moving in, like, I would, I would always be the new guy. Oh, forever. Everybody would, everybody would be like, hey, this is the high new guy. Fifty years later. Oh, a hundred percent. Because you'd be the only person who immigrated <laughs> to right. this building, ever. Yeah. And you'd, you'd ask things like, "Where's the internet?" Or anything like that. And they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Actually, I assume they have internet, but I have no idea. But you could become a TikTok sensation. Imagine if you just like posted from there all the time. You'd be the most unique person ever. Oh, yeah. And they would all hate me. Absolutely. You'd be blowing open their whole thing. But it's okay because I would be moving out in a few months. You'd be I'm forced to, out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here to fuck up your shit for six months. And then, and then disappear with my sweet, right. wittier Alaska dollars from TikTok. Right, right. <laughs> you can dance with a Subway sandwich <laughs> in the Whittier building. Perfect. Is there a Subway in there? I have no idea. Uh, How many Starbucks? I feel like there's probably one Starbucks <laughs> per floor and like a Subway for every three floors. You know, Subways are everywhere, but not like everywhere, everywhere. I'm going to look up Whittier, Alaska on Yelp. <laughs> it just it, you, that, that just that subway bread oh. smell is just baked into everything in the entire building. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. Imagine if there's a cinnabon too. It'd be yep. Oh my god. None of these photos like so. I'm uh, things to do in Whittier, Alaska, and none of these photos are indoors. So I think they just don't let outsiders in the building. <laughs> They're all like, you could go on the Phillips cruises and tours. Sweet. And but you don't get to, and you can eat these fries at bruce skis but you don't get to go in the building i mean you gotta live in the building to get in the building i feel a little misled though because i'm looking at a picture of the town and like there's that the building like the apartment building but then there's a bunch of other buildings too like oh, are th are this there other would be more now? and there's a big marina and stuff and like i just this would be more impressive if like all the warehouses and <laughs> you know sewage treatment and everything yeah. oh, God. had to be in that one building. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Well, I, that, that's what I was hoping, too. Like, it was a, an arcology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a good, that's a good word. I, immediate, every time I hear that word, I just hear the SimCity 2000 music. It's <laughs> a quality game. That's, that's funny. I associate that word with Deus Ex Invisible War. That is also <laughs> actually what I was going to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hell of a game. Yeah. Hell of a game. Yeah. Well, the only two Invisible War fans in the world on this podcast together. I hundred I listen, I didn't know anyone else knew what that game was, let alone the first one. <laughs> but the second one, boy, no one knows that one exists. I just get couldn't get past the fact that I thought the name was called Do Sex. And oh. Couldn't of stop laughing. <laughs> I did when I was a baby too. You're allowed to enjoy things on more than one level. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah? Name them. Name all of them. <laughs> <laughs> name every level name all the levels gear words bud we've already we've already named dave and buster <laughs> as defendants in a lawsuit yes crimothy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. crimothy i like that <laughs> i'm out of names i can't think of any G more names germdom <laughs> french allure germdom <laughs> you know classic name strong christian name I feel like the people in this Whittier building are so inbred that that's the names they have to use. <laughs> they have to. 
<laughs> because just like, you know, Harold doesn't work when you have 16 elbows. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how it works. Are we ready for another topic? Sure. I am. Uh, my topic is tired CRT filter in emulated video games, wired grainy magazine screenshot filter in emulated video games. <laughs> I was thinking about, and I, I also like tweeted about this recently, uh, the idea that in the 90s, my relationship with uh, the average video game, like the vast majority of video games, was that I looked at screenshots of them in magazines. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and this was, in the vast majority of cases, the best possible experience I could have had because the games themselves were terrible. <laughs> and games have gotten better now, but have they gotten better than the games that were in my imagination while I was looking at those screenshots? And the answer is maybe like it's certainly not definitely true that they're better than that uh and so i was thinking like what what i want to see in emulators or even in modern video games is i want the games to look like they are screenshots in a magazine so like you know first you do the crt filter and then you have to do like you know chromatic aberration for a lens and then maybe a, like a blight bokeh effect however you pronounce that word mm-hmm. and then you want to do like uh a CMYK filter for the magazine look and maybe like what whatever you call that thing where the you you can slightly see the the colored the the, the individual dots that make up the oh, printing yeah. of it. Oh yeah. Uh, the Archie effect. The Archie effect. Thank you. <laughs> that's what it's called. And uh that's how I want to play video games from now on is by looking at that. Yeah. So it sounds like you want a broken video card. <laughs> uh, yes, but broken in this extremely specific way that I just described. You made me feel a rush of emotions when you mentioned that feeling when you looked at magazine screenshots and imagined the game, because that's 100% true. You would imagine like the greatest thing in the world when you saw that screenshot of Adventures of Bayou Billy. Yeah. And then you play it and you're like, oh, no. But mm-mm, that imagination mm-mm. you had felt so good or that oh god forbid you see the the cover of the magazine and you're like oh my god oh this is just this <laughs> it's is like just bayou billy has come to life right in front oh, of me oh my god this this painting this painting of bayou billy a game that no one's played i guess is... we i guess we read different magazines because my bayou billy was naked <laughs> well it's, again you can appreciate things on more than one level exactly <laughs> i ha- i got a uh insert from a game pro magazine about super metroid uh and i remember it was like it was like it was a brochure it was like four or five pages it was it was nothing i read that fucking five magazine pages so many ran ran it ragged like Mm -hmm. just i was so excited for that super metroid is one of the rare ones that actually kind of yeah and still kind of yeah yeah that's a that's an example of a a game that does hold up yeah 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 like it's it's actually like it it knows why it feels like shit and it you know like <laughs> it it takes that into consideration because like and, and like super mario world's an exception like super mario world still feels good to play but it's like the only 99 percent of like super nintendo games just feel like shit because mm-hmm. the controller is yep. made of marzipan like it's <laughs> it's like marshmallow delicious buttons like and the jim i think you've convinced me i actually want this filter but the thing is, do you, have you ever played an emulated game in any context with the CRT filter on for more than enough time to say like, well, that was a cute novelty, like 10 seconds, and then you turn it off? 
Uh, no, I keep it on. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. I, so I did my time. I did my time uh, with Nesticle in the 90s. So I know what uh, video games look like when they have hard edge square pixels. Yeah. Um, and I'm past, I'm past that. I'm ready to like, be like, no, I want, I want, I, I would also try like other interest. I've tried also played video games with like whatever, super Eagle scaling or whatever. Oh you know? yes. Yes. Or 2X just to, or whatever. Yeah. Like, let's just let's do this for an hour and see, see how we feel about it. So there is NVIDIA freestyle, the filters you can put on games. And like, I just paste it in discord. Like you can make uh arc look like the middle one. Like you can, you can do those Photoshop filters like the comic book filters in real time oh, that's dang. pretty cool you can do it there and there's a lot of cool s- stuff where you can actually do like voxel grid lighting and uh voxel ambient occlusion Whoa. and stuff and like yeah the stuff they're doing is pretty cool with that yeah try that and that's in that's in arc specifically the, that's just an example but like so nvidia GPUs, oh you were talking about like a go ahead yeah you just pull up this uh this overlay it's called freestyle <clears throat> and it's like if you want to like force screen space ambient occlusion in like a in like half-life 2 like you can like Dang. it might not work and there's a bunch of settings and stuff but there's just like it's kind of like it's nvidia just you know nvidia likes to make things proprietary no matter what like it you know you know how they yeah. are and i mean uh, as it happens i do have an nvidia card so everybody does nobody's <laughs> dumb enough to well maybe that'll change that's an i sh- that should have been my topic <laughs> I like video <laughs> cards. This is like, you know, the, what do they call it? The, um, uh, reshape. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where it's just, oh, like, you know, every game, if you go to Nexus or something, they're just like, oh, hey, I made the game look way better by turning the contrast up to 500 and <laughs> sharpening up to 600 and all that. Um, uh, it's them kind of just doing this on a, like a driver level. So there's some things that are really cool because you can get depth, but depth buffer information, uh, from the GPU. Whereas like reshade can't do that. Reshade is just an injector between like I think the the exe and like the driver or whatever. So there uh-huh. are some really cool things that you can do with this. Um, I don't want everything to look like fucking Archie because I love my life and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but you go nuts. <laughs> oh, listen. I, I when I say I want everything to look like this, I mean for like an hour and then I'll get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> same page. But. <laughs> But I definitely, I, you know, I want to I find out, is this a good idea or not? Because I've never seen it before. And then usually you go say, no, it wasn't, and go back to the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going back to Super Eagle. Oh, I remember when I saw Super Eagle. Mm. I'm looking, I'm waiting for the, the AI ones. I, I can't wait until, and it's got to be close, where you can use- DLSS, but for pixel art. Right, Ooh. where you load up like Final Fantasy 2 or something- and it just like you can either have it like pick one style and stick to it, or just every frame reinterpret it. You know, like if you just, <laughs> it's it's kind of like those YouTube videos where they're just like, all right, here's Star Wars, but every six seconds it's a different director. But like, yeah. and that shit's gonna be e- like it's here, right? Like, I'm surprised I haven't seen that yet. I'm surprised I haven't seen a plugin for SNES 9X to just be like, well, you can make it look like a Edward Munch play- painting, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's actually a good point. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that very, very soon. Yeah, I'm sure that's coming. Well, the question in my mind is like, can you do it locally, or do you need to like hmm. be paying Google ten thousand dollars a month <laughs> for their server time to do that? 
question. I mean, if Google could make like, it I don't pay know if for you, it. Do you remember uh, when when it came, like it came out like how much uh, AI Dungeon was costing the developers? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how much it costed them. Oh, I mean, I, at, at the time, I remember, remember it being like, oh, yeah, we we just found out we owe Google $10,000 a month. For oh, my the, God. <laughs> that was like – and uh, the, 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 as I recall, the Patreon did actually cover that. Oh, good. Good. But but uh, it was a – it was a lot of money. That's wild. Yeah, you just uh, gotta wonder if you, if you can because you gotta get it done in under you know sixteen milliseconds or whatever. If it's if it's sixty frames, like I wonder if yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be that high resolution, but like yeah, I think that's worth all of us losing our creative jobs to have that. A hundred percent, I think so. I haven't seen any anyone approach doing like good procedural music, so I think you're good for a while. It's, I mean, it's a little bit later, but I, I feel like I have like five years heads up. Yeah. <laughs> and then besides, by the time it's encroaching, all the artists are going to be starving and coming for me anyway. You mean like just to kill you? Yeah, to eat me because there's no food left because Elon has <laughs> Right. And so this, this is actually something that like music specifically already just like go to like websites that will will give you like royalty free songs for like ten dollars yeah mm-hmm. and have music in your game uh and so anybody who's like paying musicians careful to do original work <laughs> careful is <laughs> is an idiot uh, okay is, i thought you were going somewhere i'm cool with that i thought you were going somewhere else <laughs> uh some anybody paying like musicians to do original work gives much more of a shit than they could mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, totally. They could get away with like not doing that. Uh and whether or not whether that's like it's because they want to support artists, you know, and they want to like have every aspect of their game be bespoke or if if it's a, you know, a quality thing is, you know, I, I guess it's that's up for interpretation. A lot a lot of and especially like someone like um the Brace Yourselves Games guy. Like what's his face? What's what's his face? Ryan Danny? Clark? Ryan Clark strikes me as the kind of person who uh pays for original music because he likes the idea of like of employing people you know to do work it's funny that because when you brought up that idea of just like you know the people who Mm. are going out of their way to pay for it you know are are that i thought of ryan absolutely of just like yeah to him it's more uh more than just like i don't know i i think you can get obviously better quality if you have an actual composer writing for the game but it's like you can do library music and have like 70 to 80 percent appropriate music and a lot of people are never going to notice but yeah ryan clark is definitely the type with not just music but all things where it's just like well it's it's more important to just like you know keep humans in the fucking seat and that that you know why are we doing this if we're just gonna if kevin mcleod is gonna be the last musician on the planet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. nothing against kevin mcleod man fucking i i wonder how much money that guy i i wonder if he makes yeah i have no idea i wonder but everybody uses his stuff everybody knows his music it's in everything no thoughts i have no thoughts <laughs> no notes perfect life are we ready for another topic mm-hmm. uh so for this topic we're going to be doing a poem by Kanye West. <laughs> it's a children's song called... No, it's it's the opposite of right. what Kanye would say. My bad. <laughs> it's the nega Kanye West. We're doing this children's song, Hitler is a Jerk. Uh, would one of you like to read this poem or shall I? Not it. <laughs> uh, d- uh, I mean, j- Jim, please go ahead. 
All right, I'm ready. Whistle while you work. Hitler is a jerk. Mussolini bit his weenie. Now it doesn't work. I like this poem a lot mm-hmm. because there's a, there's ambiguity on the word his. It is ah. unclear which there there are two proper nouns, two male proper nouns preceding the word his. Uh, and either one could be the target of bit his weenie. Mm. So did Mussolini bite his own weenie, and, and, and or did Mussolini bit hit bite Hitler's weenie? And I really like genuinely think this ambiguity is part of the popularity of this poem. Well, they would have called it a bratwurst if it was referring to Hitler, right? So I think that I think <laughs> I mean, this is open and probably shut. a Vienna sausage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's Austrian. Right, 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 right. Can you get your Hitler facts straight? I mean, that's fair. I'm so sorry. I don't. You know. I mean, I know. Listen, I know. I know. We are doomed to repeat the history if we don't know it. And, (laughs) you know. I feel like this poem should uh, come back in popularity. Yeah. I mean, did either of you hear this poem as a kid? Never, actually. This is on like a a web 1.8 style blog. Oh, yeah. Like, how did you? Is this pre-existing? Like. Can you type this poem into Google Trends and see how how many? <laughs> <laughs> I, I never tried that. I did hear this as a kid. Uh, it's uh, to the tune of, oh, I, I guess the name of the song is Whistle While You Work from Snow White, right? Mm. Uh-huh. And so you're supposed to sing it. Uh, so I, I, I did know this, although I, I ran into it when I was looking for poems to do on the show. And I was like, oh, we should do this poem that I remember. It's a quality poem. Hell of a poem. Yeah, I, you said we were going to talk about a poem, and you oversold it a lot. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> we've we've done we've done real poems before on the show, like for example, "Ode to Spot." Yes, a classic. Felis catus is your taxonomic nomenclature. It's a good one. And now that I've had a cat, like I watched, I rewatched Generation recently, and like, yeah, God, it hits so much better now. It's, uh, it's no that poem is is real. It's it's very accurate, and it's very like it's not only very accurate to like cats. It's also very accurate to a certain kind of cat owner. I think. Yeah, it's also very specific about who's biting which weenie. Yes. Mm. Yeah. No. No ambiguity about the weenie biting in Ode to Spot. It's Riker. It's Riker. <laughs> it's always Riker. Riker. Riker's doing the biting. Data is the one being bitten. Everyone Oof. knows it. It's that nanocarbon alloy just rock, not even rock hard. Just, All right, oh, sorry. new topic. New topic. <laughs> Does Data have genitalia? Doesn't I'm not a, I, I'm not up on my Star Trek lore. I am. Okay, he is well, fully functional. Yeah, I remember he said that many times. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a coffee mug that says I am fully functional. It has a picture of Data is, on it. Is the <laughs> it, does he star in a porn film just to to see what that part of the human experience is like? Oh, have you not seen the Star Trek Next Generation triple X porn parody? I have. Do you not. want to watch it right now? <laughs> yeah, let's. I'm all right. I'm booking a flight to Canada. You don't need to do that. It's on no. The, we're watching this together. We're not going to make it, Jim. We're going to watch it. We can do that over <laughs> like Disney Plus team viewing or whatever. <laughs> How good it's on Disney Plus. Excellent. They got everything. They they well they certainly own it. They certainly own that video. Whether they provide it to you is another question. <laughs> All right, can I just search YouTube? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how it works. <laughs> Big porn database YouTube. <laughs> Everyone knows it. All right, what's does it have a title? 
It's the it's it should be uh Star Trek uh Next Generation Triple X porn parody. <laughs> Star Trek <laughs> Next Generation. I love that the legal system right. in my country makes it so that you can just call it a parody. Like you have to call it a parody. You can't just call it a porn. It has it's a work it's a satire, you know. It's it's, yeah. it's clever it's a commentary. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I found the IMDb page. <laughs> Uh, oh, here it is on Pornhub. How long is this? <laughs> How long is this? <laughs> Depends if you download it to your pad or not. It's a pad oh, with two this Ds. Is not, I did not find it on Pornhub. I found I found a search result on Pornhub, which is what I was looking for, but the actual results of the search are not that. Well, now I just want to know what those are. Uh, I'm not reading these aloud. And I want to record but, those at 100 kilohertz and hear what comes out. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, can't wait until the porn industry grabs a hold of one of them mics. <laughs> you can you can pitch and time stretch. You can do whatever to those porn sounds. This binaural audio, man, I can hear both dicks and both ears at all times. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. I bet porn sounds, though, recorded 100K. Oh, great monster sounds. I am certain. They always pave the way, you know. Yeah, porn always leads the way. All right, this is going to have to wait. I can't find this. Um... <laughs> Do you need but you need a couple minutes? Next next time <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> but next time you're on the show, um, if you could find this beforehand, send me a link. We'll watch it and we'll discuss it on the program. Uh that's a promise. That's a promise to the topic lords listeners. I like the idea of you finding it yourself and cataloging everything you have to dig through to get there all right like, I, I want i want to hear you stumbling on the babylon 5 porn parody <laughs> uh, well okay I, I can do that but not not as part of this show it'll be part of the next episode because we've got a, we've got an itinerary to stick yeah, to it's good to have goals <laughs> by the way who's ever whoever is deleting the itinerary as we go through it please stop doing that i need to refer to this later wasn't me yeah i thought you were i thought you were like, doing I that thought you were doing that uh, oh wow okay there's a <laughs> i thought it was you there's a mirthful goose in here like who, who okay and someone just deleted the next topic so now i don't even know what we're gonna discuss Can't you just control z it i remember what it was okay uh what what is your next topic my topic was playing games and then stopping for one reason or another for months, even years at a time, and then going back to your old save file and not knowing what the fuck was happening. Yeah. And that happens to yeah. me all the time. And Hor yeah. Horizon was my game that took me, I think, eight restarts to get through it. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't know who these characters are. I don't know how to play. What's a bow? I didn't know. And this this is a common occurrence in my life. And I've been trying to think about how do you re-onboard a player without annoying tutorials again i've seen well yeah okay i was gonna say i've seen several attempts to do this but the attempts that i'm thinking of are all story onboarding yes yes are you is that a rhetorical question and do you have an answer or did you actually wonder how because i've thought about this a lot too oh i'm it's a, i'm i'm searching the internet and the universe for an answer so please uh, i absolutely because i've done this a lot of times too i would you know, you have the tutorials that start games where it's just like, yeah, go over the log, go mm -hmm. under the log. It's all log-based tutorials, which is interesting. <laughs> right, but right. Yeah. my thought is just like, 
you have it, especially I play a lot of early access games and this happens because it's like I play a bit, get it and like, oh, cool. I'm going to come back five months, whatever. And, and, and see. And then I come back. And it's like, oh, I got to do it all over again. And then there's a lot of games I just can't get through because I've played the first 10 yeah. hours of them so many times. It's just like, so I think what you do is you have just like it detects. Oh, looks like you played a while and you've been gone. Uh, would you want to? I promise this tutorial won't take more than than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to do it? And then it's just it is absolutely unashamedly just like press this to jump, press this to crouch, do this. It's just you go through all of it and you have to just like it just shows you. Then you have to do it because like I tried to do that with God of War, uh, and it was just like have remember. Oh, how do I throw the axe and bring it back and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff? And it, it it teaches you that over like fifteen hours. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> And you forget that you have, oh, you press this, both the sticks in and fucking the sea monkeys come out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that sounds like a pretty solid way to handle it. What it made me think of when you said that was uh, Left for Dead, mm. which it, they don't have an explicit, uh, like a tutorial segment of the game, but the tutorial is completely, completely dynamic mm-hmm. in the sense of like the game just, pays attention to see like do you seem confused about something and if you do it reminds you how like push WASD to walk or whatever mm-hmm. that's true it does nice little overlays i i just yeah. remembered a few years years ago there was this big especially in indie circles there was this big pushback against over tutorialization mm-hmm. i remember and that. i think it was a lot oh, of yeah. it, a lot of it was in response to like dark souls and like, oh, well, Dark Souls is perfect and awesome, so everyone has to be like that. But it's just like, I remember thinking at the time, it's just like, what about the people who haven't played fucking video games mm-hmm, before? Totally. And it's just like, I, it's a, I feel like we're still dealing with the consequences of that. That like, <laughs> right? Because like- I mean, I think, I think that's the part of the fun of Dark Souls is that because so much of it, the, your first Souls game is so unusual in how it approaches almost every aspect of game design- that it feels like this is like this is I, this is like as if I had never have never played a video game before, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very exciting. But yeah, like it, I'm I'm one of those people where like for me, most of the fun in a video game is learning how to play it, and like a tutorial is like, yeah, let's just skip the most fun part of the game. Let's just you don't have to you don't need to have that fun. I feel like you just make it optional. It's like the whole accessibility thing. Like, cause like my I, mom I, was, I agree around that time. My mom was trying to like actually get into games and she finally did. Thanks to Stardew Valley. Uh, oh, that's really cool. Awesome. A controller. And now she's playing Fortnite with my nephew. Wow. Screaming. Oh, that's out of incredible. Her, wow. Screaming out of her mind when she murders somebody in Fortnite. I, that's incredible. I gotta admit, I was not expecting this conversation to go 3d because like, I've tried showing 3D games to people like, especially people who are like over 40 and have not played a video game. I've never succeeded at, mm-hmm. at showing them a 3D game. So totally. My mom's badass. She she raised me on computers and games that we used to play Tetris Attack when I was a kid. All oh, sure. Stuff. Okay. Uh, but never 3D. So, you know, she fell off of that kind of thing. But uh, she was up visiting in Seattle once and I was playing like Skyrim or something and she had also been trying to play Minecraft, but she just, it was just so, fun. she, you know how someone who just doesn't know how to use a mouse and keyboard looks when they run around Minecraft and they just get stuck just in a corner for ground. 20 minutes, staring at the ground, then yeah. staring at the sky and spinning in a circle. And like, I got, tried to get her, I wanted her, <laughs> I tried to get her to play Skyrim because <laughs> I, all I did was I cleared off all the mods except for the Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon <laughs> mod just to see what her face would look like when... 
the dragon comes down. And he's like, ooh, I'm coming to get you. And throws a big Slim Jim at you. It was funny. Spoiler. But uh, she really struggled with just getting you know the real basic shit that like, you know, in Skyrim, you get out of that tower and you jump to the other mm-hmm. uh, thing. We know how to do that. Like, it'll tell you the button or whatever. But like, we know you have to, you know, you have to jump at the last possible moment. Otherwise, you're not going to yeah. make it. There's probably some grace frames. That kind of thing. So she was really frustrated. She's just like, you know, I just it's the controller's too hard. I'm like, we got to practice. And she's just like, no, I think it's just too hard. So she kind of gave up. But then we got her a switch and, you know, she could play Tetris. She could play the simple stuff. But when she got Stardew, it was something she was interested in enough. And it was simple enough to where she learned all the buttons and she Mm. played dozens and dozens of hours of it. And then it wasn't 3d, but then when she started trying to play 3d stuff, that knowledge was there. She knew where what the right stick did, and that there you could click it in, and that kind of stuff. And like, she's still terrible. Don't get me wrong, but like, <laughs> she we, she used to play PUBG with us, and she couldn't hit shit. But we would just make it a special mission where this time it's three soldiers and one VIP that needs to be protected. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun because she just would scream and panic at the slightest thing and give away our position because she accidentally shoots her gun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun as hell, honestly. That's great. Yeah. No, I'm into that. I love it. Huh. Maybe Stardew's the perfect gateway. I think it is. I, I honestly... Mm, I gotta try this. It is so, like, boomer friendly. <laughs> right? Because, like, your your mom can plant plants and your dad can try to fuck the whole town (laughs) perfect video games video games video games fuck the whole town (laughs) are we are we ready for another topic i am ready uh danny your topic is vampire survivors genre name so i think vampire survivors is look elden ring's dope there's a lot of good games I, I just think Vampire Survivors is the game of the year. Like, I think it's not even close. It's just just what it spawned and, like, how simple and, like, well executed. Especially if you don't mean best game of the year. Like, it is the <laughs> game of the year in the yeah. sense of, like, time's man of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, probably, that's probably true. But, like, I have rarely seen... So, we saw, you know, PUBG spawns a cottage industry doom mm-hmm. spawns a cottage industry we've yep. never seen it happen this fast um right because right. because like it could make a vampire survivors clone in a weekend i one of the ones i was playing recently I, I i i am fascinated by these games i've played tons of them you know the first one that came out was that like spirit hunters one that looked like mcdonald's happy meal key art like it was just <laughs> it was just they had art sitting around and they used it so when you say you played tons of them, like do some of these predate Vampire Survivors? No, well, or are they all like following in the wake of this one game? The one, the ones I'm talking about, all follow in the wake of Vampire Survivors. But I will say that, like, I don't think Vampire Survivors was the first one. Um, there's a game called um, Crimson Land. Well, the, the, here's mm-hmm. the thing. Oh yeah, 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 that's that's ancient. This is part of why I say the genre name because my one of the uh, things I just clicked. What? Why is it deleting? I just clicked it and deleted it. <laughs> okay, it's been, now we it's know it's happening the whole time. Uh, uh, thanks a lot, anonymous armadillo. Nope, I'm control zing and someone else. Anyway, all right, your shit's haunted. But okay, <laughs> so the reason I bring up genre name is because like there's a lot of you know roguelikes. It's like mm. rogue. Uh, yeah, vampire survivors like is 
one of the least elegant names I've ever heard for anything in my life. Um, yeah. And so I think it should be called a single stick shooter because mm, some of the games that sure. came after Vampire Survivors, in particular, uh, Soulstone Survivors, and then there's one by the folks who made Ziggurat called uh, Army of Ruin. Both of those have the same mechanics and stuff, but like a really crazy high level of polish because the design's already done. All you have to do is make, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. they're dual stick shooters because some of the things you get you have to aim vampire survivors you can play with one stick Mm -hmm. like and that's like so so i look forward to you know how there's roguelike purists now there's going to be vampire survivors purists where it's like they like cut off the right thumb because they don't need it (laughs) like assassin's creed (laughs) i've also heard bullet heaven oh i like that that's a good one that's a good one but it's just, it's, this is one of the notable things about this happening this year. It's like, no, no, is it crazy to just see, and there's, there's a, there's a one called uh, Rogue Genesia, mm. and it looks like uh, Octopath Traveler uh, graphics, mm. but it is actually like a proper roguelike with like different levels. And like just the amount of iteration that has happened on this one concept, it's like, it's like the biggest game jam ever. And it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. But it just struck me that it's like, we have not decided on a name for these yet right like there's no tag yeah. on steam that it's just like you can see them all it's like dual stick shooter is like that's not really always you know this this whole thing was a lead up to like asking us what to call this genre yeah i you, see what's I, mean, I see okay i mean i think single stick shooter is pretty solid i mean that's very good so let's look vampire survivors let's see what the tags are uh action roguelike sure Bullet Hell, Pixel Graphics, Roguelite, uh, RPG, Action RPG, Score Attack. Like, Arena Roguelike might work mm. because it, like, it is Roguelike-ish, but the Arena Combat thing is very, is, is not, like, there's no level design. It's, yeah, it's just the thing is, it's like, if it's just an Arena Roguelike, like, we've, we've had those before. Like, why is, is the reason Vampire Survivors was so successful, is it just, is it because it was so cheap? Because that's fair mm-hmm. is it because it was just like the music fucking rips yeah uh the the that it uses like this like pack of icons that like you know n- none of the art's original right like they just used a pack i think i don't know about that for yeah sure, but um, yeah that's, that's what it looks like for sure but what is the thing that made it pop off is it- i mean if i were to make a guess i would say it's it's like flappy bird in that it's a really solid game design paired with like the the virality of like it it looks like you're playing a, a joke meme yes you know like you're sharing this because it's actually really good but it looks like a joke yeah it's juiced up in that way that makes it look like a character in a CSI show would be playing it off screen just to the side <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. just like treasure chests are flying everywhere there's pentagrams on the screen yeah like that's what it looks like from a distance well so look up Army of Ruin on steam real quick and you will see this is the one by the the ziggurat folks and it's just like you can tell they just had shit oh, yeah. ready to go um so my what i'm excited for is what happens when like ubisoft jumps on this oh man and has 500 <laughs> people work on a vampire survivors kind of game for well like, then you're just gonna have to climb towers to like clear the fog of war so it won't be pure anymore yeah but think of all the ray tracing Oh, that's true. There's going to be ray tracing. <laughs> and microtransactions. Oh, I can't wait. 
oh, I can't wait for Vampire Survivors S games to be in like other launchers. You know, I want it to be an Origin. I want to launch. Yeah, I want to launch one from Origin. Yeah. Do you? I mean, of course, you know this better than me. I was. I never played any of these games, but um, do you remember when Fortnite wasn't a PUBG clone? Oh yeah, I do. I liked it a lot. Can you? Can you actually? Can you still play that version? I think it's hard to find. Uh, it's nested in many menus, but yeah, you're talking about like, when it was a tower defense game. It was like, uh, a, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I did, I don't, I didn't actually know that. Did you not play it? I never played it. So it was called the Save the World or whatever, and you, you went around and you gathered materials and you built you, you know, waves of zombies would come at you and you would build tower defense gauntlets, and it was cool. Right. And it was just like you know the thing about Fortnite, like the shooting feels great. Like whatever you think about Fortnite, like. Uh, you know, Epic knows how to make a shooter, mm-hmm. and uh, right. it it was very microtransaction-y. It was t- it was pretty awful. Like it was a lot of the mm. DNA for what they ultimately did with the battle royale is in there. Uh, but yeah, I I think about that a lot because who's playing that? Like of the billions yeah. of people who are playing Fortnite every day, like how many people are playing that? And like how does the team who made that game mm-hmm. feel? With the number of people who are just playing Fortnite, I bet like the num- the, the the number of people every day who just stumble into the other mode by <laughs> accident are like more than the number of people who've ever played any of my games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it feels like being on like the Microsoft Word spell check team when the Xbox team is just down the hall. <laughs> like you're just like, well, I like I mean, people use this so. Or God right. forbid the Internet Explorer team. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the, the, I believe the Internet Explorer team is just wrapping Chrome now. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Just, yes, it is true. Edge. Uh, right, Edge. <laughs> I remember the Edge. I, I've read an extremely bitter blog post about Edge like give, the giving up and just going to Chromium. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I hope it was a Microsoft employee just screaming. I, I think it was an official, like, oh, yeah, they... I love it. Yeah. I love uh, it. What I was going to say, though, was, um, like how Fortnite, like, let's just put out this other mode for this existing game. I think that's probably what's going to happen uh, with Vampire Survivors, or whatever we're calling, like, a Crimson Land clone. The big Crimson Land clone is still coming, and it's going to be a game, it's going to be a, a, a mode of where, like... A Fortnite or something like it pivots to doing using the same assets. Right. Pivots to doing mm. one of these, yeah. and I think that's that's almost what happened with what was it? Army of Army of the Pharaohs, Army of Ruin. It looks like what they had was they were working on an action RPG like Diablo or maybe a MOBA, and then they were like, "We can just like we're working on this other thing, but you know what? Let's just take these assets." And real fucking quick, whip up uh, one of these cl- one of these games. Yeah, and I bet they they could have done that in like a month. And I'd be curious, you know, if you use the the box lighter rule, go off reviews, five hundred reviews times fifty. Uh, that's what what's five hundred times fifty? Twenty five thousand times five. That's ten million dollars. I don't know. What is this formula? What? <laughs> uh, uh, so the, the the formula is. Multiply the number of reviews by some constant, and you get an approximation of how many it's sold. Mm. It probably isn't accurate anymore, but it. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, let me let when me remind Steam myself. When Steam Spy was around, we. Oh, I don't Steam know Spy why. Was great. I don't know why I know it is the box lighter rule, but um, 
probably just ask. But just like just to get an order of magnitude on it, like you know, if they sold twenty five thousand copies of that, five bucks each, you know, that's what one hundred twenty five thousand dollars in yeah a month. Man. All right, yeah, let me... they've made a lot more than that. All right, the hat DLC had. Right, I'm okay. I can't. I'm not allowed to give out numbers here. Uh, <laughs> if the hat DLC number is to be believed, the constant is around eighty. Eighty. All right. But you don't. The hat DLC is like where it's a free game, but they can. Yeah, that makes it weird. I would suspect that that makes the number higher because the people who are doing it are more doing it to like support you. So like you're you're. I don't know. That's a good question. Like. Which way do you think it skews the numbers? Well, wait, D- Danny. Actually, do you do you know about this? Like, do you know about the hat DLC? It's not just a hat. Explain yourself, young man. Do you get a a Hitler poem too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow! This is this might be breaking news for a oh, god. Should I be spoiling this? Like, I'm pretty sure everybody who listens to this podcast knows this. Um, the hat DLC for Frog Fractions is. Actually, how you buy the next Frog Fractions game, you buy the hat DLC and you wear the hat and then you that what instead of playing Frog Fractions, you play the next Frog Fractions sequel. I genuinely didn't know that. And I've known you my whole life. <laughs> I just I I want to ask questions, say things, but I still don't want to spoil anything Frog Fractiony. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, but I'm just reading this. You told Kotaku in my headcanon, this is Frog Fractions four and five. i did tell them that (laughs) ah what a treat oh so it it's okay i did not know that i uh so this is not it's not frog fractions 2 it's a sequel of frog fractions yeah that's why i said a sequel of frog fractions and not a number Mm. because the numbers are so like I know how you feel about numbers, Jim. <laughs> Everybody knows how you feel about numbers and sequels and numbered and whether a game is the game that you're actually paying for or not, <laughs> or what it's inside of. Anyway, like I, it's still <laughs> going to be skewer, screwy because it's DLC and because people, a lot of people won't know what it is. Right. So that's definitely going to screw up the numbers. But when I got, the ownership of Glittermitten Grove, the, the Steam app transferred to me from Adult Swim. That screwed up the sales numbers, the sales data on that. So I have no idea how many copies Glittermitten Grove has sold. So all I can tell you is how many copies the uh, Hat DLC has <laughs> when sold. It, when it comes to my experience has been over the years, given the data I've been exposed to and just having access to, to data on the games I've worked on, like the 50 to 1 thing. Like it, I've seen 30 to one and 80 to one, but it's just like, it's, it's in that ballpark. So I, I yeah. think it is still, I could be wrong, but I think it at least gets you in the right, like exponent of how many yeah. it's sold. Because I think how many, how many people will leave a review on a $3 game is probably a lot less than a $50 game. So that uh, yeah, that's probably, probably influences true. it. So these numbers might actually be higher, but the thing is too, is like part of this is a little disconcerting because it's just like. Some of this reminds me of the App Store race to the bottom shit that happened, where it's like, oh, your game's dollar twenty, I got dollar fifteen, like you know, uh, like the premium Vampire Survivor likes, like the most expensive one I have bought is Soulstone Survivors, and that's thirteen Canadian, it's probably ten American, uh-huh. and that's like 
guarantee you there's somebody in the Steam reviews complaining about it being $10. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> uh, whereas Army of Ruin, like, that game looks great. They could have they could have charged 10 bucks for that, and I think people would not... Well, everybody... Someone's going to complain. Someone's always going to complain. But, like, my intuition is that... Like, I was so leery of like how much am i how much should i be allowed to charge for this hat dlc <laughs> you know yeah uh, i ended up i ended up charging putting it at ten dollars and that seemed to me like psychologically the the most i could possibly get away with i don't know yeah it's just part of the story of vampire survivors is it's only three dollars you have to get it right, <laughs> right. it's easy yeah, to spread that's around fair. it's like this that's game fair, looks like yeah. shit it doesn't matter it's three dollars <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yeah, whereas on on like the phone app store, three dollars is like Ooh. that's like you're paying through the nose. That's a Bugatti. That. Yeah, that's a it's a Rolls Royce right there. You're buying a whole train. Oh man! I, now I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about how sad I am that just phone games just don't exist anymore. I yeah, remember Dungeon Raid? I never played that one. That was I mean I guess Grindstone's a good a better version of it these days, but it's just yeah like iOS games. And I guess Android do. Uh, there was a lot of really good shit for for a few years. Like there was like some of the most yeah. creative shit. Uh, I think Dream Quest started on iOS, right? Like, um, which eventually kind of spiritual progenitor to like Slay the Spire kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the touch interface, everything. It's so saturated, and like all the Apple Arcade stuff is just so involved. It's like I don't want a twenty-five hour, you know cast of characters rpg i just update drop seven motherfuckers come on (laughs) (laughs) oh there's an update to drop seven in uh arcade paradise uh arcade paradise is a um it's a game that's ostensibly about managing an arcade uh but in 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 practice what you do for most of the time is actually going in and playing the games yourself and then like as you do well in the games that increases how much money the games make ridiculously i love it um and then there's also like a plot about how your dad hates this arcade and wants to shut it down (laughs) anyway um, sounds great uh but this game has like 30 playable arcade games in it and one of them is basically just drop seven yeah i I guess i'm wish list now it's good it's a it's a fun game how many frog fractions games does it have well, it depends. Like, if you consider mm-hmm. Frog Fractions to be a game where you play a bunch of other games inside of a game, then there's one. I uh, actually know there's I, there's I, I two. Tuned out way too early in that sentence. To I'm gonna have to game. meditate on what you just said okay. for I'm, the next. I'm gonna say rest of my um, life. <laughs> I'm gonna say there's two of them, but I wasn't involved with either one, except that I played them both when I bought Arcade Paradise and played it. And that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> like fractions. Yeah. <laughs> like fractions. Uh, Akasha, if, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you can just Google me, Akash the car, if you just type in A-K-A-S-H and then just sound. I'll pop right up. That, you can reach out to me if you're, if you're a sound person. You, want, you, have, you have questions, feel free to email me. Very accessible. Yeah, I'm on all the social media. Just... Just type in my name. I'll pop right up. There's not many of me. And uh, Danny, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm not on social media anymore, but I'm on Tinder, Grinder, Scruff, <laughs> OkCupid, Field. Scruff. I haven't heard of that one. It's like Grinder, but not so uh, grindy. 
Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, I like, I guess I, I've kind of, after I got married, I kind of fell off of the uh, dating app scene. No, I know. I know. I saw your, I saw your profile disappear like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. I, I, yeah. My, my, my wife insisted. I, I had a, I had a really good OkCupid profile, which is not a compliment because you know that when someone has a really good profile, it means they've been single for a long time. <laughs> they had time to put in the work. Yeah. When you can cut it and count the rings inside. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm Danny B style on Twitter and whatever, but it, you know, I don't know if social media is going to survive the apocalypse. So just, I don't know. Oh man, let's Necro- hope buy, not. Buy the next Necrodancer game or something. I don't know. I'm on co-host. You can find me there. Uh, Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for having him. (laughs) Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!